Hi, I'm bringing you the Bible readings and my short sermon and some prayers today from my study. Uh, we're in Victoria, we're in, still in a little bit of a lockdown restricted time due to COVID-19 where we're working from home and we've had some shocking weather this week. So here I am in the study. Well, let me start with our Bible readings for today, and they are from the book of Judges and the book of Matthew. So our first reading, Judges chapter 6, verses 33 to 40. Now all the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples joined forces and crossed over the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jezreel. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abiezrites to follow him. He sent messages throughout Manasseh, calling them to arms, and also into Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, so that they too went up to meet them. Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have promised, look, I'll place a wool fleece on the, th on the threshing floor, and if there's any dew only on the fleece and all the ground around it is dry, then I'll know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said. And that's what happened. Gideon rose early the next day. He squeezed the fleece and wrung out the dew, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Don't be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleece, but this time make the fleece dry and let the ground be covered with dew. That night God did so. Only the fleece was dry. All the ground was covered with dew. It's the end of our Old Testament reading. Our New Testament reading, our Gospel reading, is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 15. It's about prayer, Jesus speaking. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus went on, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. For the Gospel of the Lord Jesus. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this week we're starting a new series on prayer. And I wanted to begin by considering um, this story that we read about Gideon in the book of Judges and what Jesus says about prayer. Jesus, at the very start of this um, passage about prayer in Matthew chapter 6, he says, and when you pray, and when you pray. Um, there's a great assumption in that statement, isn't there? And when you pray, there's a, the big assumption that Jesus made was that we would be people of prayer. 
that we would be praying often, that we would pray so often that he needs to give us this warning that he does in Matthew Matthew chapter 6 about, you know, not praying loud prayers out in public to impress people, but, you know, to go away in private and to pray in private. Uh, He assumed that we would be such people of prayer that he would need to put these boundaries around it. How interesting. Um, When you pray, Well, prayer is certainly a key part of Christian faith. We know it. We Christians know that. Jesus knew it. We know it. Um, Prayer is to the Christian person, if you like, um, a bit like driving a car is to the person of the 21st century. Like It's it's just uh, so natural, it's so common, it's so essential for our lives and, and uh, it does so much for us. You know, with our cars, we can go shopping and we can go and pick up the kids from school, we can hit the highway and, you know, like cars are kind of like they're just part of our lives these days. And Jesus um, taught about prayer also as if it would be just, just another part of our lives as Christian people, as followers of, as his followers, that we would pray and that it would be, you know, habitual, such that he could say in this passage, and when you pray, you know, didn't have to say if you pray, he could just assume when you pray. And prayer is such a wonderful thing, just as a car empowers us to do so many things, Prayer is an incredible vehicle of Christian faith. Um, it's a vehicle that um, a vehicle that brings us into the very presence of God and the peace that comes with that presence. Um, it's our access to the Father and to the Son and the Holy Spirit. Um, it's a place where we can call on God for healing or intervention in various situations. Um, it's a place simply where we can have fellowship with God, uh, have good company with God. Um, prayer is the vehicle to so many things. Uh, there's a wonderful passage in Philippians that talks about prayer in such a natural way. At the end of the book of Philippians, the writer says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful promise is contained, and uh, what a natural way of speaking about prayer and its benefits to us. Um, Probably the most powerful um, model for prayer was Jesus himself, who we read about in the Gospels as being a regular prayer, Uh, and someone who would, you know, take themselves away just so that they could spend time just in prayer. Well, well, let me go back to this um, illustration about driving and prayer. Uh, Last year, I didn't actually drive much at all. Um, About for about eight months of our year, our state was in lockdown. And um, I recall at one time thinking, I, I, I reckon I've filled the car up with petrol maybe five times in the last, um, I don't know, eight months or so, maybe less than that. Uh, I was hardly driving at all because my circumstances were such that, you know, we were in a lockdown situation. We just weren't moving around as much in order to contain this terrible virus. Um, 
And uh, I just want to parallel that idea with, you know, sometimes in our own lives our circumstances change and we cease to pray that much. Um, there will be a whole range of reasons why prayer drops out of a regular part of our, of our faith lives. Um, it can be our busyness or distractedness. Um, it can be uh, simply because life is going really well. And uh, I don't know about you, but I find that it is when I'm facing a tough time that uh, prayer comes very naturally, you know, because I'm, I'm very keen to call on God to to help me. Um, this this week, um, I actually had to give a, a TV interview and uh, I can tell you I prayed about that. I prayed that God uh, would help me in that situation. So I think when we, you know, when something is big, you know, we've got some big thing in our lives or we're worried about something in particular, then prayer feels very natural. But when our lives are just travelling along smoothly, everything's going fine, um, you know, I think it's easy to forget prayer. It's easy for prayer to drop out um, in terms of being a habit and, and to not have it as a habit of our lives. So there's lots of reasons why we may not be as prayerful as Jesus assumed. We also might not know enough about prayer, might not know how to do it. We might not be that practiced in it. You know, it's, it's a skill, not just something we need to know about, but to practice. And then in our Old Testament reading, the story about Gideon, we actually t can tap into another another sense of um, how our prayer lives can be, um, you know, not what not what they should be. So, in the story in the Old Testament about Gideon, um, the Israelites had been suffering through terrible times, and uh, God comes to Gideon. Uh, in through through the means of an angel and speaks to Gideon and says, you know, I want you to rise up and lead your people. I'm going to deliver you. And Gideon and his people have been having such a hard time being attacked by the people around them. They grew crops only to have them stolen. And, uh, you know, life was really, really tough. And he felt like God had abandoned them. And so when God comes to Gideon and says, you know, I want you to rise up and lead your people. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to deliver you um, uh, from your enemies. Gideon actually—he's um, not sure. He's not sure that he's actually hearing the voice of God. Um, you know, he's so he looks for lots of reassurance. And I'll read you a little bit um, from an earlier chapter where Gideon says these. He says these words in verse 13 of chapter six of Judges six. Pardon me, Lord. Um, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord's abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord speaks to him again and Gideon says, well, if I have found favour in your eyes, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. And he asks for a sign. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, but I really resonate with how Gideon felt about this uncertainty. Um, you know, God it can feel like God has deserted us, abandoned us, and that makes us doubt whether in prayer, uh, in our spiritual lives, we're really hearing the voice of God. It makes us doubt. So Gideon seemed to be, um, you know, his faith, faith was pretty wobbly and he lacked confidence that indeed it was God speaking to him. Uh, he lacked confidence that God would do um, the delivering 
uh, that uh, Gideon had hoped for. And so as a result of that, Gideon does lay out a test and uh, I've got a little sort of lambskin here. And uh, Gideon sort of says to God, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay this, um, I'm going to lay this fleece, uh, this fleece that I've got here, I'm going to lay it outside um, the tent in his in his circumstance and overnight he says if the fleece is all wet but the ground around is dry then I'll have some reassurance God that you really are speaking to me and then when God actually does what he asks for it's not enough Gideon says um, you know don't be angry with me do not be angry with me but um, let me just make one more request and he says this night I'm going to put the fleece out again and and tonight um, I'm wondering if you can leave the uh, fleece, what is it, the second time, leave the fleece dry and let the ground around it uh, be covered with water. Um, so he's looking for reassurance. He just really doubts that the voice he's hearing is indeed the voice of God. Um, I don't know if you can connect with with that kind of doubt and, and whether over time that doubt, that lack of confidence can really impact, you know, how drawn you are to be a person of prayer, a person that prays regularly. Uh, I think we can have a lot of sympathy for Gideon. He really wanted more certainty from God. You know, it's, prayer requires a lot of faith. Uh, God is invisible and it's easy to doubt um, that we are truly in the presence of God as we pray. Prayer is not um, cut and dried. You know, it's not something we learn as a young Christian and we just get it right thereafter. Um, you know, it, it's something that we can go up and down on. Um, it doesn't always go easy for us. But perhaps you, uh, uh, perhaps you, as you listen to this, have a great desire for a wonderful prayer life because just think of the blessed, you know, the joy and the peace that comes from prayer and uh, that just that uh, wonderful fellowship with God that we get from prayer. Uh, you may have a great desire to pray and so we're going to do this series where for a number of weeks we're going to be talking about prayer and trying to get to that space where prayer is for us a habitual, a joyous and a peace-filled uh, thing that we do as Christian people. In the second reading from Matthew chapter 6, Jesus taught the Lord's Prayer. It's a prayer that we know well. And um, that's a wonderful prayer, not just to pray to recite it, but to see it as a wonderful scaffold because you can break up that prayer into the way in which it moves you into the presence of God, the way in which it um, gets you to reflect and be grateful, the way in which it asks you to seek forgiveness and to seek God to answer your requests and so on. So there's this wonderful scaffolding that we see in the Lord's Prayer, um, which we're going to look at over the next couple of weeks. But not only is it a scaffolding, the wonderful thing about the prayer that Jesus taught his followers to pray is that the prayer connects us in a fresh way. Every time we pray, that prayer connects us in with the wonderful gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It connects us into the kingdom that he was proclaiming, the good news, the blessing, uh, the forgiveness, the redemption, that relationship with God um, and, and that relationship with the fatherhood of God. So we're going to spend a few weeks um, looking at the Lord's Prayer and I hope that's going to be a real real blessing for you. But let me close by just reflecting on how God treats Gideon. Gideon may not have done the right thing 
in um, putting out a fleece and asking God to, you know, put dew on it or not put dew on it, uh, just as a kind of like proof, a sign that it was really God, that uh, God's voice that Gideon was hearing. Um, the thing that is amazing about that is that God did what he asked. You know, God was filled with compassion for Gideon. Uh, he treated Gideon very gently. Um, uh, you know, like even, like God is not constrained if our faith is a bit wobbly. Uh, you know, God is still with us, um, leading us on. Uh, and Gideon, interestingly, in Hebrews chapter 12, is spoken of as one of the heroes of faith. Uh, I love the Bible's very human heroes, uh, these, you know, that have their failings as well. The wonderful story of how God God works with us, whatever whatever state we're in, in terms of our prayer life, in terms of our trust in him. Uh, I'll close with this quote about prayer. Prayers don't have to be long and eloquent. That was what Jesus was saying in Matthew 6. They need only come from a sincere and humble heart. So just for this week, um, let's have that aim, a sincere and humble heart and bring our requests to God. Well, it seems fitting that we spend some time in prayer now. Um, so I'm going to pray our prayer of the week and uh, bring some requests before the Lord. Please join with me as I pray. Well, it's the third Sunday after Pentecost and our prayer for this week. Almighty God, without you, we are unable to please you. Mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, we bring our world before you and we give you great thanks uh, for the COVID vaccines which are making their way around the world. We pray that they would reach all who need them so that we can overcome this virus. We pray particularly for our country of Australia and for Victoria, where we are quelling a, a bit of a spread at the moment. Um, Lord, thank you for the good results we're seeing. We do pray for those who have the virus for their healing. And we pray also for those who are feeling low just by being in a restricted um, movement time again. Lord, we bring before you the mission of our diocese, our Gippsland diocese. God, your son taught us to pray that your kingdom would come and that your will be done. Kindle in our hearts that just and gentle rule and stir up in our churches the courage to proclaim your love. Renew us in the same mind that was in Christ who emptied himself and took the form of a servant. Be our vision, God. Quicken us with your grace and call us into your future. Show us your purpose. And, and we pray that we'd be sharing in your mission to the world in Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And Father, we continue in prayer for our church. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for the good news we've had this week of a new baby. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for the birth of Samuel to Vanessa and Michael Elborn. We rejoice with them and pray for your blessing upon them as a family. Lord, we give you thanks for the start of our Kids Hope program in local schools and uh, we pray for your blessing as that goes on, as the lockdown lifts. Lord, we also bring before you people in our church who, who aren't well at the moment. We pray for Glenn 
and for Deepthi who are both recovering from illness. Lord, we give you thanks that no matter how strong or weak our faith is, strong, weak or wobbly, that you work with us, that you are the God of compassion who hears us and responds to us. Give us increased faith in that this week, Lord. And may we be people of prayer. May we be people of sincere and humble hearts and spend good time with you in prayer, in your presence this week. Friends, let's close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.